This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? My name is Jeff Rieger. It's uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket. It's good to be here for a Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Hope everybody's getting in that holiday mood. You know what's interesting? Driving around my neighborhood, all the Christmas lights are up. And I've told you this before, I'm a Jewish dude. Jewish my whole life. I know, right? I used to wonder why Santa never came to my house. I never celebrated Christmas growing up. I always felt like I was missing out. Then I met my wife who celebrates Christmas. Then my daughter was born actually on December 25th. She's a Christmas baby. So no, I love Christmas. It's fantastic. And you know what? It lives up to the hype. Back when I was a young Jewish man not celebrating Christmas, I always wondered, like, I wonder if Christmas is truly that fun as people make it out to be. And it actually is. But I remember when I was a young Jew driving around in the holiday season. And I always thought to myself, if I ever celebrate this holiday, which now I am, I am going to deck it out as far as Christmas decorations are concerned. If I ever own my own house, which now I do, I am going to decorate the crap out of it. I'm going to have neighbors drive by my house and say to themselves, oh, look at the Riegers. They really do Christmas right. It's so pretty. Look at all the lights. I wonder how much they spend on their electric bill. It's magnificent. I had these delusions back when I was a young Jewish man. Now that I celebrate Christmas and I drive by people's houses, I no longer think to myself, boy, I could do better. How great would it be if I did better? No, I think to myself, what a pain in the ass. Christmas decorations are a true pain in the ass. And knowing my luck and my clumsiness, I would go up on the roof. The ladder would fall down. I would have no way to get down. And I'd jump down and break my ankle. That's what would happen to me. So I have a great amount of respect for homeowners that do up the decorations. But I ain't doing it. Oh, we got a couple inflatables. That's about it. We got a Santa in the window. As you can see, we got some plants and whatnot behind me. That's about as festive as this house is going. We do have a Christmas tree. Something I never had growing up, so that's kind of cool. But I hope everybody is enjoying their holiday season. I hope everybody has got their Christmas shopping and Hanukkah shopping done. And I was enjoying my Monday morning yesterday. I really was. 
Lions had won. They're nine and three. I was listening to a little 97 won the ticket. I was listening to show host, the midday show, bitch and moan about FSU getting left out of the CFP. I mean, let's be honest. They should be more transparent. They just wanted the Seminoles because it's an easier test for Michigan. We know this. You can't dispute it. You can't argue it. Alabama is the more deserving team simply because they have a quarterback that starts and isn't intact isn't injured like Florida State's situation. Listen, Florida State had a great season. But the last two games, they haven't been very good. You can't debate it. You can't dispute it. Bama's the better team. You, you can cry about SEC bias. You can cry about TV ratings. But the fact of the matter is, if Florida State got in at four, they would play Michigan, and Michigan would be favored by, like, 20. Instead, Alabama's going to play Michigan, and Michigan's favored by one and a half. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Committee made the right decision. But anyway, I was listening to our station get angry about FSU being left out. And then I decided to watch a little TV. And when I turned on the TV, I promise you this is going somewhere. Got to land the plane. But when I turned on the TV, ESPN was on. And it just so happened that it was one of their, like, I don't know, what do they call their morning shows? You got Get Up. And then you have the last take or the first take. And, you know, sometimes Chris Russo is on. They have a panel of guests, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp. I don't watch very often. But it happened to be on my TV, so I started to watch, looking at my phone. And then, of course, Dan Orlovsky came on. And as you know, Dan Orlovsky used to play for the Lions and was part of that 0-16 team and one time stepped out of the back of the end zone and is traditionally a Stafford slappy. Like when Matthew Stafford and the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years back, Dan Orlovsky was his biggest cheerleader. It got annoying. I didn't want to hear it. But then again, I'm deemed a Stafford hater. So I hear Dan Orlovsky say this on one of ESPN's show, and it fired me up. Take a listen to Dan Orlovsky. Molly, I said this to you guys weeks ago. Do not let the Rams get in. I don't, I don't feel Why? Stafford. Stafford in that pass game. He threw for 300 yards this today without Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. He threw for like 290 yards. Yeah, Puka. Puka had a touchdown. Two, two, Puka played like the first 10 snaps of the game and then got out. Hurt. He had 100 but got hurt yeah. early. So that, because of how well the, they play each other, San Francisco and um, the Rams play each other week 18. I think the Rams could win. Win what? That game? Yeah, you out your mind. Hit him with a Stephen A. Stay off the weed. I'm going to find I'd, it I'd, here I'd rather for you. leave that to you because it touches my heart. To, 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 <laughs> so they love And Molly asked. All right. So that's Dan Orlovsky, Shannon Sharp saying, stay off the weed. And Stephen A. Smith saying, hey, thanks for honoring me. Dan Orlovsky's insane. He really is. Currently, the Rams are the eighth seed in the NFC. They've won three in a row. They're six and six, and they're tied with the sixth seed and the seventh seed and the ninth seed. The Vikings are six. The Packers are seven. The Rams are eight. Seattle's nine. Everybody's six and six. Okay? The Rams have a chance to go to the postseason without a doubt. Of course they do. But they're not going to do anything in the postseason. Don't let them get in, he says. So I started thinking to myself, all right, I did the podcast. On Monday, we talked about the Lions beating the Saints. You would not believe how realistic people were. 
with this Lions football team. Like Lions fans are happy they're nine and three. Lions fans are happy that more than likely you're going to get the first home playoff game in 30 years, the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. But I think Lions fans know what their ceiling is. They're very realistic, and I'm very proud of them. I think Lions fans understand just by the comments of the podcast I did yesterday that this team is not going very far in the postseason, mainly because their defense isn't very good. And Jared Goff, I don't really know if you can truly count on him. Could the Lions, if they hosted a couple games, get to the NFC title game? I guess. But I don't think anybody's expecting it. The Lions aren't going to beat the Niners. I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles. If they matched up against the Cowboys, I don't think that's going to happen either. They're not going to beat them. But currently, the Lions are the three seed. Now, they're tied with the two seed Niners. The Niners have the tiebreaker because they have a better conference record by one game. Now, Philly could have some injury issues with Jalen Hurts. It could happen that Philly loses the top seed. They're 10-2. and two, The Niners and the Lions are 9-3. and three. I am not coming on and saying, I think the Lions are going to get the top seed. I just don't think it's going to happen. The Lions, I do believe, have some losses in their schedule to come. Like here. Here's the Lions' remaining schedule. At Chicago this weekend, the Broncos, at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, the Vikings. So I could see some losses there. Now, they're not going to lose out on the division. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. But I also don't think they're going to get the one or two seed. I think they're going to get the three seed. And currently, if they were to get the three seed, they'd be taking on the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be at Ford Field. First ever playoff game at Ford Field. But I got news for you. I think the Vikings are going to fall off. Their schedule is rather easy. Here, let me put it up for you. At the Raiders, the Bengals, the Lions, the Packers, at the Lions. They play the Lions two out of the last three weeks of the season. But they don't have a quarterback. Josh Dobbs is not the answer. I'm sorry. He just isn't. I think you saw that over the last two games, especially last week when they lost to the Bears on Monday Night Football. One of the ugliest games ever. Then their head coach said, you know what? Dobbs might not be our quarterback anymore. They might go with Jaron Hall instead. They're back up. Kirk Cousins is out for the season. He's not coming back. He's got the blowing Achilles. The Vikings, I do believe, despite the rather easy schedule moving forward, they're going to fall off. They're going to lose some games. They don't have a quarterback. They got a decent defense. They're getting Justin Jefferson back. But I just do believe they're going to fall off. The Vikings are not going to be the Lions competition. I don't believe that. So that then leaves the Packers and the Rams. The Packers have been playing some stellar football. Great football. Sunday night, it was at Lambeau, but they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Gave Kansas City their fourth loss of the season. All of a sudden, Jordan Love looks awesome. And the Packers have a very easy schedule as well. At the Giants, the Bucks, at the Panthers, at the Vikings, and the Bears. Like, they legitimately could get to 11 wins. They could go undefeated. They really could. Now, I don't think they're going to catch the Lions. Because the Lions have a magic number of three. That means... Any combination of Lions victories and currently Minnesota or Green Bay victories, but it's probably going to be Green Bay victories or losses, rather. 
Lions are going to win the division. First time in 30 years. It would take an utter collapse. SOL style for the Lions not to win the division. There is no doubt in my mind because Dan Campbell wins football games. I know they're not as impressive as you want them to be. I know people worry about the defense. I know people agree with me that the Lions aren't really going to go far this season as far as like to the Super Bowl. But you do know they're not going to choke away the division. It's not going to happen like at all. Last 22 games, the Lions have won 17 of them. Dan Campbell has not experienced a losing skid in the last 22 games. Even though the Lions have a difficult schedule moving forward, the Broncos game makes you worry at the Cowboys, makes you worry. Maybe one of the Vikings game. Hell, this weekend at Chicago is not easy. They're not going to choke away the division. Lions are 9-3. and three. The Packers are 6-6. Six and six. And while they look good right now, will they continue to look good? And even if they do, it's just too much ground to make up in five weeks. You can comment if you think it's a possibility. It's not. I know the Lions have done crazier things and worse things and more memorable things than choke away a division with, what, a three-game lead with five to go, a magic number of three. It's not going to happen. That's not what this podcast is about. But I do believe... I do believe that the Packers have a chance to get the sixth spot. So you might be facing them in the postseason. Because I don't think they're going to get the fifth spot. That belongs to Dallas. They're 9-3, and three, three games better than the Packers. And it's impossible for them to get the fourth spot. That currently belongs to Atlanta, who is going to win their division. Or the Saints might win their division. But that fourth seed goes to a division winner, which will be from the NFC South. So the Packers have a chance to get six or seven, probably not five, if they continue to win. And the Packers have a real legitimate chance of matching up with the Lions. And I'd be worried about that game at Ford Field. They've already beat the Lions once on Thanksgiving. You remember it well. In fact, they kind of dominated. I don't want to see the Packers in the first round of the playoffs because I want to win the damn playoff game. Going into this season, we said, Win the division, win a playoff game, you'll be happy. I want to be happy. You want to be happy. I don't want the Packers. But let's say the Lions get the two seed. Let's say the Packers stop winning. Let's say the Lions get the three seed. And they don't get the Packers. The Los Angeles Rams are lurking. They're currently sitting in the eighth seed. They're six and six. They've won three games in a row. They just beat the Browns over the weekend, but the Browns don't have a quarterback. And then I hear Dan Orlovsky on my TV saying, don't let him in. Don't let him in. I'm telling you, Molly, don't let him in. Oh, let him in. Because it hit me after I thought about how annoying Orlovsky was. It hit me. If the Lions could host Matthew Stafford and the Rams for their playoff game at Ford Field, there would be nothing better to me short of winning a Super Bowl. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. They probably won't even get to the NFC title game. But they can beat the Rams. They could beat Matthew Stafford. Here's the Rams' remaining schedule. At Baltimore, that's probably a loss. 
But then it gets rather easy. The Commanders, the Saints at the Giants. And that last game in Week 18 they were talking about, I actually kind of agree with Orlovsky, mainly because I think the Niners are a much better team. But that game might mean nothing to San Francisco. The seeds might already be established. It will be Week 18. Niners might have nothing to play for. The Rams will have everything to play for. So I could see Kyle Shanahan sitting a bunch of guys and the Rams winning that football game and getting into the postseason and coming to Detroit and taking on the Lions. Matthew Stafford was here for 12 freaking years. He never won a playoff game. He went to three, never at home. All we asked, people, all we asked was Stafford, who made a quarter of a billion dollars in Detroit, to win one playoff game. We would have made a statue for him. It would have been of him. That's all we ever asked. Our barometer's always been so damn low. Our expectation has always been so damn low. Just win a playoff game, second of my lifetime. Maybe it's the first of your lifetime. Other cities do it with ease. They don't even celebrate winning a playoff game in the wild card round. We would means more to us. Just win a playoff game. Stafford could never do any of that. Now, I get it. He didn't have the best O-line. He didn't have a run game. All the Stafford defenders love excuses. But you know what really got me? And yeah, I'm a Stafford hater. I don't hide from that. When the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Jaquiski Tart for the Niners dropped that Stafford pick. Oh, I was hate watching. I admit it. I wanted Stafford to lose. Why wouldn't I? He didn't play in Detroit anymore. He never did anything in Detroit other than throw for a lot of empty yards. But I was so disgusted with Lions fans when the Rams were marching to the Super Bowl. Do you remember the Detroit Rams? Do you remember the T-shirts? Do you remember how everybody wanted the glom on the Stafford trying to win a Super Bowl like it was Detroit Super Bowl? It was disgusting. It made me sick. And that's why I want the Rams in the first round. If you can't win the Super Bowl, this is the next best thing. This is my new sports fantasy. Because I do believe Goff would beat Stafford. I do believe that Goff in his first playoff game as a Lion would beat Stafford in his fourth playoff game either as a Lion or against the Lions. Could you imagine how great it would be to send Stafford home a loser? People like me could say, see, I told you. He went to the Rams, a damn near perfect team. He didn't even get the Super Bowl MVP. He got his Super Bowl. It was a great trade for the Rams. He proved Sean McVay right at least for one season. And we got their throwaway garbage. They wanted to believe that. And Jared Goff. Goff could beat him. The Lions could beat the Rams. And I want to see it so bad. I want to see it so bad. It would signify a true change, at least in my mind. It would signify that things aren't the same anymore. You want to talk SOL? This would be the ultimate SOL behavior. You could kill SOL with a win against the Rams and Matthew Stafford. I don't know what would be better. And I never really thought about it, I got to be honest, until I woke up and listened to Orlovsky. And he's so annoying to me that I thought to myself, Yes, please, make the playoffs. Have the Lions knock them out. See ya. I need this. I want this. And I know right now you might be watching or listening and thinking I'm crazed and obsessed and crazy. And that's fair. I took so much crap for bagging on Matthew Stafford because he never did anything here. 
I was always told it's everybody else's fault. Never Matthews. Everybody else's fault. This not only would be an awesome way for the Lions to get their second playoff win of my lifetime, maybe the first of yours. This not would only be an awesome way to welcome its first playoff game to Ford Field, but winning it, moving on, you probably have to go on the road to San Francisco, maybe, for the second round. But more than anything, this would signify the old is done and we're finally on to the new. Fans might be conflicted. There's a lot of people that love Matthew Stafford, which was illustrated as he was trying to win a Super Bowl. So I want to know. I want to know from you, comment section, please. Who do you want the Lions to play in the first round? How do you think it's going to play out? Like the Packers would be fun if you could beat them. They might beat you. The Vikings, I think you could beat them. But there's not a whole lot of sizzle there, but it's a playoff win. So it's been, I don't know, since 91 since you had one. One since 57. So you're not going to complain too much, right? Or maybe you're like me. You know they can't win the Super Bowl, so you want the next best thing. Take out Matthew Stafford. Now, I'll tell you this. If Stafford comes into town and beats the Lions, I would have to shut my mouth. I will do whatever dare you want me to do. I'll even give Matthew Stafford compliments. I want this so bad. Dan Orlovsky annoyed the crap out of me yesterday. What about you? Who do you want in the first round of the playoffs? How do you see this thing figuring itself out? Five weeks left to go. There's their schedule. What happens? Who do you play? Who are you afraid to play? Let me know. I told you who I want. I want number nine. Let's go. Come on. All right. That's the daily ticket for today. Let me read some quick comments before we get out of here on the Daily Ticket. Please follow. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. And by the way, if you do review, leave your Twitter handle and we'll get a hold of you to play more trivia, ticket trivia on the Daily Ticket. But let's see. Here's some comments for you. This is from yesterday's podcast. What are people saying? I got a good and a bad for you. Let's start with the good. Austin Bros says, all I hope for is we hang around in the playoffs and build strong for next year. I also believe we won't go far, but hope it will be a good game. How about this one? Charles Papinu, 54-28. Packers looked great yesterday. Love was incredible. Way, way too early to worry if they have another Hall of Fame quarterback in Green Bay, but you got to give them credit. I would agree. Jordan Love looks very good. And the Packers look really good, too. Chris Winnick, 54-66. Our defense is horrible. Yeah, we got a lot of those. People are worried about the defense. And then Adam, 71-20. Goff is a top-five quarterback. We aren't here without him, period. So those are some of the good comments. I have a bad comment, though. And this one comes from Sally Smith. Rieger, did you ever realize how curved your nose was? 
Worst thing about this podcast is putting it on YouTube because my goodness, everybody just critiques my looks. I can't do anything about my looks, people. But you're right, it is. It's kind of curved. Yes, I have a very, here, you want to see something truly scary if you're watching this on YouTube? Here you go, profile time. Look at that beak. I'm aware of it. People make comments. What's worse is when people don't make comments, but you can, you know, they're thinking it. So anyway, that is the daily ticket for a Tuesday. We will catch you tomorrow on a Wednesday. Who do you want the Lions to play in the playoffs? They're in. Their magic number for the division is three. They're not going to screw that up. But you have a chance to get the Vikings, the Packers, or the Rams, the way I look at it. Give me Stafford. Would I be allowed to brag? Would I be allowed to say I told you so if the Lions beat Matthew Stafford and Stafford in his first playoff game against the Lions at Ford Field were to choke? That'd be nice. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Bye-bye.